Um, all right, we're ready. Ready. Okay. Uh, we call the meeting to order. Roll call. Um, Mr. Lamar. Present. Mr. Kubicki. Present. Ms. Hughes. Present. Uh, we stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and the to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Okay. Um, I make a motion to approve the signing of the regular meeting minutes of April 13, 2021. Do I hear a second? I'll second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Okay, then we move on to open forum. Do we have anybody that's signed in for open forum? I have um, an email from Carl Jones, Columbia Township Trustees Board, some suggestions, ideas about the money needed for the Little Miami Fire District without raising our taxes in the near future. Columbia Township has money dedicated to the Ridge and Highland area, TIF money to be spent in the Ridge and Highland area. Uh, number 2402, Columbia, MOB TIF 430,000, CBT TIF 273,000, um, Ridge Development TIF 52,000. Also money allocated for this area, um, 2193 Ridge Fire District 424,419, 2194 Silverton Fire District 51,432, um, general fund number 1,000, $2,196,088. <clears throat> All these monies could be used to build a fire station at Ridge and Highland owned by the township and then leased to the Little Miami Fire District at very low cost. This would allow LMFD to purchase more equipment for the firehouses. The land needed should be donated by one of the businesses in the area. Rent a temporary building until a new one is built. LMFD employees should be retained by LMFD to fill the firehouses. There would be only one combined fire levy for all of Columbia Township and the Village of Fairfax. No other governments needed after two failed tries to join the LMFD. Please forward this information to the LMFD board. Thanks, Carl Jones. Okay, may, I guess I'll just start first with a couple of comments and then I'll let you get into the specifics, Melissa, as far as addressing some of the points he's made. But, well, Mr. Jones, first of all, I appreciate your suggestions. And if you ever want to have a live conversation about any of your ideas, you've got my phone number. Feel free to call me. We can have a fluid, open discussion. And just a reminder for uh, those of you that don't know, the Little Miami Fire Department has its own board of directors. Uh, that makes their own decisions on how they run their business, including when and when they're going to raise taxes and if they're going to raise taxes. I personally have no direct say in what they decided. What they decide to do is I do not. I'm not a board member, but we do have two spots on the board with Melissa Taylor and Brian Lamar. We have two out of six uh, spots on the board uh, that are represented by Columbia Township. But our ability to influence the decisions on that board is somewhat limited. So just want to stress again, it's really up to them on how they run their business and when, when and if they choose to raise taxes. We offer suggestions that they choose to listen, but they don't necessarily have to. Uh, what the Columbia Township Board here, this board here, does have say in is who we contract in our safety services in the different geographical parts of the township. Uh, obviously, for safety services, we contract with the Hamilton County Police uh, for the entire area of the township. And be but because of the necessity to have some of the apparatus and equipment close by, we handle the fire a little differently. And we contract, obviously, with 
Deer Park Silverton, Gulf Manor, and Little Miami because of the different proximities they have to the different neighborhoods. And again, we have limited influence on any of those operations. All we can do uh, is if we're unhappy with the service or unhappy with the price, we can choose to leave and try to contract with other departments. Challenge there, of course, is that there may be departments that will be further away. Uh, or in, but in the case of even Little Miami, uh, we're somewhat glued to them because of the debt service agreements we have when the original firehouse was built in Fairfax, and that preceded everybody on this board. Um, but of all, all of the departments that have served the community well, and they've all served the community well, and we have, we have nothing but the highest of compliments for their outstanding service, and we fully intend to commit to work with all of those departments in the same way we have done in the past. The issue that many of these departments face, as um, like many departments face, not just these, uh, some of these, is they've had, uh, is that they are ex it's expensive to run a fire department, and if you don't have enough partners, they essentially become underfunded. Uh, they have the ability to make more runs and could use more revenues, but they don't necessarily have all the, all the capacity to do that. Um, you could say there's too many fire departments, in, in my opinion, and there needs to be a consolidation, and that's some, th some of the things we're working on in suggesting. So in my opinion, the idea of building another fire department doesn't solve that problem. It actually creates more of a problem for everybody. And because of the mutual aid and everything else, if somebody else's struggles or another fire department dissolves or can't succeed because somebody else impacts their business, it really affects everybody. So we have an interest in everybody succeeding. But let me be clear, we fully intend to continue the same level of service from the same um, fire partners in the future. And unless something changes drastically, that's our intent. And we're hoping for great things to happen in the future, and I think everything's moving in a positive direction. And Melissa, you want to add to that? Um, I just want to say that uh, uh, public finance is complex. Anyone who attempts to do a deep dive into it will run into a little uh, difficulty. We're really fortunate that we have a deep bench of people who are experienced in public finance. Uh, Mike, Mike Lemon, former administrator, happens to be with us this evening, uh, uh, 40 years of uh, public finance and uh, Fiscal Officer Caroline Heakin is in her second term uh, for uh, managing uh, our fiscal office. Kim Gray, who runs our front office and manages accounting and payroll uh, and other matters, has been uh, involved in this for 23 years and then this has been my career for 35. So we have probably a hundred and something years of expertise here. Um, what I would say is that the, um, uh, Carl is correct about the amount of funds in these line items. What is incorrect is that these monies are not available to build a fire station. The first three t uh, funds that you listed are TIFs, Tax Increment Financing Districts. Those monies in those accounts are pledged to pay, um, obligations on public improvement projects. So for example, the medical office building, UC Health, that was to construct a road. So the school payments, the auditor's tax fees, and the debt service on the roads come out of these accounts. And we don't have a balance in these accounts after those are made. Uh, a number of these accounts look high because we just received the auditor's first half settlement, which you shared last month, and so the payments have not yet been made out of them. The money on the second three are for the fire districts for Ridge and for Silverton are costs dedicated to those service contracts. So the money is in the account because we budgeted it for the year, 
and as the months continue, we will make those cut, cut those checks to the different fire districts. So the, these funds are in our account, but they are all obligated to debt service or contract service payments. Thank you for clearing that up. Thank Good you. Question. Can, can I add something really quick? Absolutely. Um, as you mentioned, you're not on the, even on the fire board, mm -hmm. so I really appreciate you handling that response. Um, as a member of the fire board, as Melissa mentioned, it's very complicated. I'm, I'm new to the fire board. It is extremely complicated to figure this out. We are considering numerous options for long-term success. Um, and you know, more will come, but your service will not be interrupted at all. You will have great fire and EMS service. That's a guarantee. Um, and David, who's not on the Little Miami Fire Board, um, I appreciate you saying that. And you have built relationships over time, just as Mr. Lemon has to help with, build, it's about relationships, having relationships with other communities and trying to figure out solutions, not just what's in our own best interest, but in everyone's best interest. And so that's what you've done over time. And so I just want to say I appreciate it. This is not an easy, this is not easy. So thank you. Well, I appreciate that. And, and again, the objective here with Mr. Lemon, who's in the audience here, um, and uh, myself and Melissa and Brian and Susan is to make sure that all the information gets out there in a non-political, non-drama way, and it's all put in front of everybody, and, and people are making un informed and unconflicted decisions to do what's best in all of our interests together collectively, whether it's Fairfax, Marymount, and uh, Columbia Township, to in Madison Place, to Gulf Manor, Ridgewood, etc. that we have an interest in them succeeding, and they have an interest in us succeeding, and for us to go build a fire department and essentially potentially put Golf Man out of business would not be a good thing for anybody. So um, we're out here to make sure everybody gets the right information and Mike Lemon has been instrumental in helping us get, get all the right tools so that we can make proper informed decisions with the best information available. And at the end of the day, as I've said before, if we don't succeed doing it, it isn't that we failed, it's that we did everything we could. Uh, to just give up and not try this, I think, would be uh, uh, just not the right thing. Our job is to go out and, and make sure everybody's making an informed decision and hope the right things happen. So I'm not making any promises, but I'm optimistic. That said, let's move on to the next item. Any other um, open forum? No. Okay. Uh, reports. Uh, fiscal Office Report. Ms. Heakin. That's me. Um, April began the start of the second quarter of the budget year. The general fund ending balance is $3,275,090, which is an increase of 28% from March. Restricted funds ended in $6,075,233, which is an increase of 33% from March. Combined, these funds total $9,350,323, which is up 31% from March. Um, for the month of April, revenues were $2,502,923 with expenses at $292,980. Year-to-date revenues are $3,238,688 and expenses uh, $1,240,562. In April, we did receive our first half um, property tax settlement from the county auditor and the second half will not occur until September. Um, the voter approved levy revenues do not fully cover the cost of public services to residents. JEDZ business revenues supplement the cost of services that exceed our property tax revenues. And thanks to Columbia Township's success in attracting and supporting businesses, we are able to continue to provide residents with the exceptional services at a lower cost. 
Thank you. Any questions? Okay, with that, uh, any questions about the road superintendent report? Okay, uh, with that, we move on to the administrator's report with Ms. Taylor. So I always open with a shout out to the staff. In late April, the public health department changed the mask orders, and it reminded me that we are now in our 15th month of our staff in this building every single day, administrative and services crews. We've been here every day wearing masks and providing exceptional services without interruption to our businesses. And I wanted to remind everyone what our current services are. We have year-round services that we offer weekly, monthly, and then also we have special services seasonally. Uh, and in your report, there's a picture of Dustin who is mowing a very large space at uh, the Ridge Interchange. Uh, so yes, that time of year has started. So we, uh, our services crew has completed compost and wood chip delivery. And we are now in a very long mowing season. This time of year, it's uh, multiple times a week, it seems. We are still continuing our two times a month brush pickup from our resident yards. We continue our three times weekly trash collection from our business districts and our park. And also something residents may not know is that before and after storms, which is appropriate given several weeks that we've had uh, uh, with spring storms is that our crews check all uh, catch basins, the drains in streets before storms to help make sure that they're clear so that as much water can go through them and then after storms, the day after storms to clear them again so that they can function normally. So a shout out to staff on that. Um, I wanted everyone to be aware that on Saturday, June 12th, the Archdiocese of Cincinnati is sponsoring a walking pilgrimage throughout the greater Cincinnati region, a multiple county pilgrimage throughout June. On June 12th, which is a Saturday from 9 to 3 p.m., this part of this month-long journey uh, to Catholic churches, there will be pilgrims walking through Columbia Township from Newtown, through Marymount, and on to Madeira. And our route will be from Newtown Road along Wooster Pike until the pilgrims turn on um, Miami Road. So the Hamilton County Sheriff's Office has agreed to help facilitate that. That's a very busy federal highway. Fortunately, there are sidewalks the entire way. Uh, so uh, everyone just be on the lookout Saturday, June 12th, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Do you have anything you want to comment about that before I go on? Nope, we're ready and willing to help in any way we can. Okay, great, thank you. Um, uh, great things are happening in Columbia Township. Our Madison Place Firehouse Redevelopment Second Act. Uh, last uh, Friday the 30th, we held our community-wide Zoom, which was uh, kind of a culmination of m uh, many months of uh, stakeholder meetings, one-on-one -on -one engagement, small group engagements, uh, in person at the firehouse on Zoom. However, anyone ordered it up, we delivered. And so we are pleased to say that we have spoken with more than 100 people over the course of these months and we will continue talking with people and we received literally a flood of great ideas both during the zoom which all the trustees participated in but we also have received emails afterward of people sharing an expertise that they have in a particular area uh, and offering to to participate with us as we move from kind of the planning into the operational development and then ultimately the construction of the project. And I do so, want to say great job on that. I thought you guys did a fantastic job along with Yard and Company. It was very well done. So yes. kudos to you guys. 
Our placemaking consultant, our yard and company, terrific, terrific and, guys. And have we heard anything negative about it? Because I, I haven't seen or heard anybody have any pushback mm -hmm. on this. The, ol the only thing that anyone mentioned was, you know, they wanted to make sure that it, it didn't un cost the township you know unnecessarily but the beauty of that is which we described on the zoom that we have more than half a million dollars in grants and, and that's just the first round of grants that we applied for uh, and also we put into place the Plainville TIF based on the Porsche expansion and that one kick, uh, will kick into gear here shortly and it will fund all public improvements including for example the storm sewer replacement project that we just completed so we are actually fronting the money for the grants fronting the money for the TIF and as soon as we submit the uh, reimbursements we will get those funds back into our accounts so we are um, doing really well great uh, no people have raved uh, I've, I've, I've been surprised not that they're raving but I've been surprised at the level of kind of the superlatives and we've documented a few of those because they're 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 pretty fantastic um, so also on Friday uh, we all gathered along Murray with Marymont leadership to celebrate the groundbreaking for the Murray path extension uh, that is uh, uh, was a it was a rainy week and that day the sun broke through and the rain stopped and uh, the heavens smiled on all of us and even more than that we had green papaya 50 west and angelo's pizza so we had sun and goodies uh, and a terrific crowd both between marymont leadership and residents and columbia township leadership and residents and so that construction project is underway it should wrap up the very first week of june and there were some traffic pattern changes which uh, our crew the con contractor and marymont's crews have coordinated with residents. It's a joy to see so much cooperation from Marymount, Mike. Think how much different the culture has changed. Uh, it's amazing. It's, it's much different. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I would love working with the Marymount people for me is something new, and they're yeah. fantastic. They are lovely working with them. And also, I drove through today just to keep an eye on it, and um, I saw the crew working, and I looked over and I saw one person I recognized. John Servizzi was there directing, mm -hmm. so he's. Our road crew is heavily involved, making sure it's up to code and getting done properly. So I was I was proud of him to see that. Yeah. All good to see. Yeah, he's put a lot of a lot of hard work both into the opening, the the I'm sorry, the groundbreaking, and also to oversight in cooperation with uh, Mary Mont's uh, services rep. I want to point out on the pictures <laughs> that um, it's you could look at these as a before and after. So the pictures in your um, report with you and Marymont leadership gathered in the grass median, and then the picture of the after that the uh, landscape architect did as a rendering, those are ex almost exactly in the same spot. So once the landscaping is in this fall, I'm sure that uh, Marymont and Columbia Township will come together again for a grand opening. And so we have to recreate this picture at this spot to show that, we, that you know we delivered on this beautiful shared path so Hillendale Reconstruction, it's our uh, one road project that we're currently wrapping up. Uh, that The final course of asphalt should go in uh, later this week or next week, depending on whether they're, they're waiting for the rains to stop and everything to dry out. Uh, I mentioned each month that we have really increased our focus on uh, safety, pedestrian safety, road safety, uh, mobility, connectivity in Columbia Township, and again in partnership with Marymont. So we have multiple studies 
that are ongoing and I will continue to bring as each study is concluded and we have recommendations for improvements um, I will bring those forward uh, to you as you recall last month we entered into an agreement with Hamilton County engineer who's going to allow us to put in flashing signals at Plainville Road for the new new and upgraded pedestrian crossing and so um, uh, we will continue to have really great uh, reports and, and accomplishments like that and then to close uh, we love our businesses two quick points that we have in our uh, show some more love Columbia Township we have only two months left with the gift cards and we still have uh, people registering and uh, either online or by calling uh, 272-0000 uh, and every day and then we have people who are calling and telling us that they went to a particular restaurant they've never tried it before they loved it they're telling all of their friends we encourage everyone to please social post on social media to, to drive more business to the restaurants uh, so that expires July 1st so uh, make sure you you pull out your gift cards if you haven't gone already and uh, get out there and enjoy it um, and I know that um, uh, Scramblers opened recently and there's been a number of people that have tried that and that their comment wa was the portions are staggeringly huge <laughs> you get a lot for your money and there's no way that you can eat it all there and when you take it home it's more than one extra meal it's more like two extra <laughs> meals so I thought that was a really neat thing about that new restaurant the same way when Crab House opened because Scramblers is new and then Crab House is new and when people were going to Crab House uh, on using the gift gift certificates and saying you, you you're not you don't know what to expect when a restaurant's new when it's in a shopping center and it, lo it looks very kind of quiet and you walk in and you have phenomenal service, phenomenal food, great happy hour, and people rave about it. So we've really, I, I believe, with this program, have not only helped the business, the restaurants, our vulnerable restaurants, with these direct grants, but we also have opened up restaurants that uh, on both our east and west sides that people may not have been to before because they were new or just hadn't been to before that everyone is trying. And so I think it has really opened up a whole new conversation about all the different restaurants that we have here. Yep. And then lastly, to close, uh, under Porsche of the Village expansion, the, the Maserati Alfa Romeo building is now completed. When you drive by now, you can see that the landscapers, again, waiting for the rain to stop. Roads waiting for the rain to stop. Landscaping uh -huh. waiting for the rain to stop. John's crews are waiting for the rain to stop. Uh, the landscapers are on site, and then uh, the Woosti team will then shift to phase two, which is a complete remodel of the existing Porsche Volvo dealership. I think the building looks nice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the nice gray building. Yep. Very updated. And it incorporates, I, I believe it was a project before me, but it incorporates some of the design aesthetics that were developed as part of the special public interest, um, I believe, with the, the roof line yes. and the percentage of glass. So those were very thoughtful design standards for aesthetics that were put into place when uh, Mike and the, this team put in, uh, moved forward with approval with Hamilton County on the Plainville Road Special Public Interest District. And those are things that you are seeing come to, come to life with this expansion with the volume of glass so that it's friendly facing the street yep. and the angle of the roof and those types of things. So thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. Okay, with that, we have any questions about the economic development report? Then we move on to Lieutenant Enderley to talk about the police report. Just a couple things tonight. Um, 
So we did have a couple um, uh, vehicle thefts that occurred last weekend, and we noticed in these particular instances people are leaving their cars unlocked. Uh, some folks left items in their cars, so um, we would just say reduce your chance of becoming a victim. Please keep your cars locked. Please do not leave anything in them because uh, that's going to tempt somebody to break windows if the cars are unlocked. So um, just, just like I said, reduce your chance of being a victim. Um, if you happen to see anything suspicious, something doesn't look right in the neighborhood, people walking around, by all means, give us a call. You can call the uh, non-emergency number, 825-2280, and ask to have an officer dispatch, and we'll have an officer come out. Um, <clears throat> I'm also just going to request that, that you know folks in, in, uh, that have the, the ring doorbell or the Nest uh, cameras, they'd like to share the information with us that they have those. They can contact us and call the station at 946, or, I'm sorry, 936-6220, and leave a voicemail with their contact information. I can reach out to them. Um, it's just something that will help us, um, you know, potentially solve a crime if it's kind of <coughs> video. And then lastly, um, as you recall, on uh, April the 24th, we participated in the DEA drug mm -hmm. take back. Um, this year we collected three boxes of totaling 47.1 pounds of unused and unwanted prescription medication. So wow. that was very successful. Again, let's get this year. Thank That's you. That's all I have. Thank did you. you did you didn't you mention to us at one point that there was I'm not looking for specifics, but there was a crime recently solved because cameras had been installed? Uh, we did have a we did have an instance where there was a break in business that was captured on video, so that's certainly going to uh, assist us in identifying the uh, you know the individuals and solving that particular crime. So that's a very good very good example of that. Thank you. Okay. Any questions? No. Okay, well, we move on to the fire department the reports, uh, both Little Miami Joint Fire and Rescue and the Deer Park Silverton. Mr. Lamar. I, I think we covered a lot of it. I'll just say that um, multiple areas negotiations continue, um, and we expect hopefully resolution before too long. Um, Golf Manor is still figuring out what they're going to do by end of year, and that will help determine what we're going to do with the Ridge Fire District. And so more to come. Okay. Uh, trustees reports anything you want to report I have a couple things one is to piggyback on um, Lieutenant Enderly there is that prior to even the break-ins this past week I I just happened to run into multiple sheriff's officers over the past few weeks um, and I could not be more proud of the sheriff's department and the officers um, Brian and Mitchell um, and I witnessed just really good service with our community and I also witnessed um, just walking through the community asking if people had ring cameras. I saw um, Brian just kind of walking through the area, getting to know the community. And I know that th that's so, th I think that's what the community wants from a police department, is to be part of the community and offer great service. And I, I saw that firsthand multiple times at the um, groundbreaking ceremony. The Marymount Police were so um, positive about your department. And so I really appreciate that. And I know it's a tough time to be an officer in today's climate, mm -hmm. and we have awesome service, so thank you. That's thank all. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank and, you. And one more quick thank thing. Um, a neighbor of mine, um, I just thought that was kind of interesting. She, she is um, lives at the corner of Buckingham and Kenmore, and she is a grade school art teacher, and her boyfriend is a high school art teacher, 
and they decided to turn their garage into a little art studio. So this Friday night at May 14th, if you want to stop by Kenmore, there might be have a little beverage. Um, it's at 4700 Kenmore Avenue. She's calling it the Art Garage. And they were so proud of it yesterday. We took pictures, and they're just art um, educators. And I thought it was really cool for a community to kind of just do something fun with their garage and invite the community. And they created these great little invitations here. And so stop by. There'll be some little art in someone's garage on a Friday night. You can have a little beverage. It'll be a fun little happy hour. What time? That. Between 5 and 8 p.m. on Kenmore in Buckingham. Just really nice people. I think it's awesome getting people to connect. Yeah. Good. Susan, anything? Well, um, walking around in my neighborhood, I talked to a lot of residents and asked, what do you think you would like improved? And sidewalks kept coming up. And uh, we talk about having a walkable, nice neighborhood community. Well, some neighbors, unfortunately, you could pick their <laughs> sidewalk up and it kind of falls down like gravel. And I just, um, I'd like to know what a study to see what they would cost to fix sidewalks would be. If anyone agrees with that. I think that's great. Um, and maybe, that, could that possibly be something you could do in phases with the neighborhood development? Uh, the, what do you call the NEDs? Neighborhood Economic Development Grant. Yes. So is it, I mean, that's possible that they could look into doing that in maybe even phases or something like that? Yes. Yes. So I, I also appreciate the, that the board is, supports, you know, walkability, connectivity. Uh, I am aware that in the comp plan, although I can't speak it verbatim, there are a number of areas where certain sidewalk connections are suggested. So I will, at the board's direction, will uh, look into what the condition is of sidewalks in the township and also what an estimated cost would be. I would like to say for our um, residents and, and for people here who may not be aware of it, the township as a limited form of government is not required to provide sidewalks. We provide roads, police services, fire services, um, but we're not required to, to provide sidewalks. The, the Ohio Revised Code actually provides that um, if we want to provide sidewalks, we have the ability to assess property owners for those. Mm -hmm. And I believe that there have been conversations or studies or such, uh, without getting into too much detail now, uh, but there were concerns uh, with the assessment piece of it. So uh, what we do when we reconstruct roads, if there are not sidewalks, or if there are sidewalks that are um, failing, we replace those as part of our uh, road project. And when we reconstruct roads where there are none, we add those as well. As a matter of fact, I understand from John Zervisi. Uh, so I'm glad I had this conversation with him recently, or I would not be as, as up to speed on this. Uh, so even when the so a number of our roads are county roads, Plainville, um, Ridge, Highland. Uh, the county engineer does not install sidewalks with its road projects and so my understanding is that Columbia Township has elected whenever the county is constructing a road or reconstructing a road if there are no sidewalks or if their sidewalks need replaced that we take on that additional expense. So um, I will be happy to look at what that looks like and maybe some financing options for that. It, it will not be cheap. That's a very expensive project. But I understand the importance of the connectivity, the mobility, and the, and the safety for 
uh, there are actually specs for sidewalk repairs, and so if someone wants to let uh, John's office know if there are specific um, sidewalk, there is specific sidewalk damage, um, we, we can uh, do repairs based on the uh, specifications, but where there are no sidewalks or where sidewalks need to be replaced entirely for some reason, we will look at that. So if that's satisfactory. Okay. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. With that, any questions on the communications? Okay. Then we move on. May I say something on communications? Sure. I just wanted to point out that um, uh, the pharmacy board, the Ohio Pharmacy Board, has authorized that they are going to more than double the medical marijuana dispensaries. And so I, I want to share that the original number for medical marijuana dispensaries uh, in the entire state was 60. We've touched on this briefly before. The pharmacy board is going to allow an additional 73, so that is more than doubling. And there are three in Hamilton County, two of them are in Columbia Township. And so we've had the benefit through the host community agreements. This is our first year, as we've talked about before, to receive revenue payments from that. Hamilton County is proposed to go from three to 11. And so we have said before, I know the trustees have a lot of ideas for what we should do with the medical marijuana money. We have a number of residents that have a lot of ideas for what we should be doing with medical marijuana money, including replacing levies, which is not a safe practice. And for this reason, we only have one year's worth of payments. We don't know if that was a big year because of COVID or it was a big year because it was the first year they were available or if it's a normal year. And then we said, we have heard that the pharmacy board is looking at, at increasing these licenses. They not only are increasing them, they are substantially increasing them, more than doubling them. And so uh, there are additional requirements for dispensaries where they have to be within so many feet of an interstate. They can't be near a school or a church or certain things like that. I don't have all the specifics on that. I wasn't part of the development of the, the two dispensaries that we have. I know that you guys were in that. But it limits the dispensaries significantly to highway districts. So that's in Cincinnati that or in Hamilton County, that's 71 and 75. Uh, 74 is not really well populated and 275 you know, is not well populated unless you're at 75 or 71. So it is likely that there are going to be dispensaries that are going to be built in the vicinity of Columbia Township that will compete with the ones that we have. So we want to be really careful. We appreciate that we have the funds. We want to be really careful not to spend it on items that require annual funding, that we use it for one or two or other types of uh, transactional uses to benefit the community, but we can, as I've said before, we cannot hitch a, a program that currently is being funded by a levy um, or a service that is being funded by a levy. We can't hitch that wagon to a medical marijuana horse because it may go lame or bolt. So just Good. hope that's helpful. Uh, it's, it's, it's real money. We're going to, I know that the trustees have said we're going to reinvest that back in the community. Uh, one of the, uh, one of the um, actions that the board has taken is to uh, cut the tax rate for the waste levy this fall back to the level that it was in 2012. You've already voted on that and that will take about a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of that. 
uh, waste levy, I'm sorry, the uh, medical marijuana money, and then the other idea that we've been discussing is reinvesting it back directly into neighborhoods with grants for neighborhood improvements, street trees, decorative street signs, potentially sidewalk repairs, improvements, things like that. So I just wanted to spend a little extra detail because that was just announced by the pharmacy board. Yeah. And just to summarize, Columbia Township did have two out of the three medical marijuana dispensaries. Likely now we'll have two out of, what, 14? So going to less than 20%, from 67% yeah. to 20%. So that's a significant hit. Any chance we'll get another one? That's a conundrum. We'll, we'll, we'll chat yeah, about that that's, later. Um, um, I don't know that it would bring in extra money. Yeah, but to pass on it and let it go next door would not necessarily mm. be good either. So we have to think through that. Let me, that. let me just wrap my mind around that. Um, all right, okay. that we move on to um, motions. And I'll turn it over to Melissa, go. Okay, uh, first up we have a one reading uh, a financial resolution. We have a supplemental appropriation to supplement resolution 2101-2021, Columbia Township's 2021 annual appropriation and supplemental appropriation resolutions 2104, 2108, and 2115. Um, as you're aware, we, we are working off of a budget that was put together nearly a year ago, June, approved in July, and so any unexpected expenses uh, we bring to the board for supplemental appropriation approval. Uh, and an example of one item on here is that Sycamore Township has had a lot going on, as you, as you may be aware, and uh, they had a billing error that they have since corrected, and so we are going to catch up uh, our contract with them for property maintenance code, and that's one of the items on this list. Um, I have read the title of the resolution. Do you have any questions? Nope. Uh, may I have a motion and a second to pass the resolution? I make a motion. We approve the resolution. Do I have a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Uh, the resolution is adopted and in effect. The next resolution is an emergency resolution. Uh, actually, what I need to do, we, my apologies, we need to back up. Um, we have three motions uh, that came after uh, communications. So, uh, and it, why it's important to stop and go back is that one of the motions authorizes us to add this resolution to the agenda because it just came in and it's for the firehouse and it's very important that we take care of it today because we only meet once a month. This would hold the firehouse schedule up for a month. So I'm going to back up. I would like uh, a motion from the trustees. We need to appoint two officials to the Hamilton County Tax Incentive Review Council. This is an annual requirement. Uh, Hamilton County uh, has a tax incentive review council that each year reviews any incentives that are granted to businesses or uh, new home uh, builds and assures that they are complying with all requirements of the incentive program. And um, I believe that the prior to were uh, Trustee Hughes and I believe Trustee Criticos. So if the board's pleasure would be to, uh, with Brian as, uh, or Mr. Lamar as the new vice president, if you would want to make that motion or if you have a different idea, I just need a motion for I'm two I'm good with that. I, I, I nominate um, Mr. Lamar and Ms. Hughes. A second. Roll call. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kabicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. Okay, I will make a Hamilton County uh, development aware of that. The second motion is 
Um, I am asking the board to authorize me as administrator to extend the part-time contract for our administrative services with Lauren Allison uh, for uh, a month. Um, I have a spending cap as an administrator. Uh, we have been uh, we have been using Lauren in a part-time capacity for customer service and special projects, and uh, I have a month between when my spending authority will expire and when I would like to offer her to come on board full-time. Uh, this evening we do a second reading and a vote on the new full-time position which will become effective in 30 days. So I'm just asking for the trustees to support me being able to continue her in that gap month. I make a motion that we do that. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kabicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. All right, thank you for that. Um, and then third, I uh, would like for the trustees to add to the agenda emergency resolution 2123 for 2021, authorizing the payment of $16,262.09 to Duke Energy to relocate electric service at Madison Place Firehouse. If you will vote to add that to the agenda, I can just cover the justification for it next. Uh, I make a motion we do so. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kubicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. All right, thank you for that. Okay, back to, we have an emergency resolution uh, authorizing a $16,262.09 payment to Duke Energy to relocate electric service to the Madison Place Firehouse and declaring an emergency. Part of the firehouse uh, redevelopment uh, pre-construction is uh, utility upgrades and utility relocations. Some of the utilities date back to 1950s, some of them to the 1970s. Uh, some of them are underground, some of them are overground, over overhead, uh, and tie into the building at places where we need to change the configuration of the roof. So we were uh, fortunate to be able to uh, nail Duke down on a replacement for the electric overhead line to underground before we do the repair on Murray Avenue. So all of these things are stacking to keep them moving. Um, I'm asking the trustees to pass an um, emergency resolution to authorizing us to make this payment to Duke Energy, and they committed if that we overnight it to them, they will immediately put us on the schedule. I make a motion we do so. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. May I have a, a motion and a second to invoke the emergency clause to make the resolution effective immediately? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. All right, I have a um, first reading, which is actually, which dispenses with the second reading, authorizing an agreement for professional engineering services for transportation safety initiatives, authorizing the administrator to enter into a contract with TEC engineering and dispensing with the second reading. So townships are authorized to have a township engineer. Uh, JMA Consultants has been our longtime township engineer. JMA provides services specifically for roadway project plan design and construction drawings. For studies such as safety studies uh, and uh, traffic studies, speed studies, and other specialty services like the crosswalk, the US 50 crosswalk, Wooster Pike, also the Plainville, I have to contract uh, directly to uh, TEC engineering as a specialty engineering service. This will set up for us to have a comprehensive township engineer in the form of JMA on the road planning side and TEC on the safety study and specialty transportation side, which 
makes a comprehensive uh, service firm. So TEC provides its rates, which is the same way that we set up JMA as the uh, township engineer. And then from here forward, I then can just ask for a proposal from them for the cost and then move forward with the project. So I'm asking the trustees to do that this evening, uh, including with dispensing with the second reading. Do you have any questions? No, I make a motion we do so. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. So uh, you heard the first reading, so I need to ask for a vote to dispense with the second reading so that I can make this effective in 30 days. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Thank you for that. Our last resolution is our a second reading. We already discussed this in significant detail at the April meeting. This is creating a full-time at-will position of customer service coordinator and event center coordinator and adopting, adopting the job description for such a position. Uh, do you have any questions for me? No. Nope. All right. So um, I've read the title of the resolution. I make a motion we approve. Do I have a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. The resolution is adopted. It will take effect in 30 days. And that concludes uh, our resolutions for the evening. Okay. Then I make a motion. We uh, move into executive session to consider the appointment, employment, dismissal, discipline, promotion, demotion, or compensation of a public employee or official. Uh, do I have a second to move to, do, do I to make a motion to do this? Mm -hmm. uh, I'll make a motion. We go into executive session. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kubicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. Okay. Then we have to ask everybody to leave. We'll be going to executive session and um, we'll take a break. Good evening, folks. Yeah, see you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're, we're, no, we're, we're, let's we're not going to take any action afterwards, so you want to close Yeah, let's go to close this out. Okay. You tell me when you're ready. Give me a, give me a, give me a line. Okay, uh, we're back from executive session. Um, I make a motion we move out of executive session. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Okay, I make a motion that we approve the payment of bills, bank reconciliation, and financial reports. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. And I make a motion of the signing of the minutes and resolutions. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. And finally, I make a motion that we adjourn. Oh, um, do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Okay. That's it. Thank you. Good meeting you.